Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As announced, our text is the scripture reading for this day, Psalm 98. Dear fellow redeemed in the name of our living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, the psalmist says. Well, that's fairly easy around here at this time of the year. A third of you are coming to the completion of a year of study here at the seminary, and and that third will be one year closer to realizing your goals and career dreams. Another third of you have a vicarage assignment in hand, about ready to go out and put your feet a little deeper into the waters of the ministry, more so than you've experienced in fieldwork. And another third of you have a call, a divine call, which means that you will soon be able to realize your dream of becoming a pastor in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. In less than a week, classes will be over for another year, and the proviso attached to those calls, pending the successful completion of all academic work, will hopefully be removed. And then also today we are celebrating the anniversaries of service, the seminary and church, on the part of a number of our faculty and staff. A total of 120 years of cumulative service in God's kingdom and in this place. So it seems only fitting that we should have as our text this morning a very upbeat lesson from Holy Scripture. Psalm 98 is filled with all sorts of good news, and it calls for a tremendous amount of elation, not only on part of people, but in fact on the part of all creation. It also calls for an unrestrained response, and the reason for this joy are given God has worked out his salvation. God has done marvelous things. He has revealed his righteousness to the nations, and he is coming again at the end time, which will complete the redemption of the world. And it isn't just mankind that is called upon to rejoice, to sing a new song to the Lord. All creation is to make a joyful noise. There is a sympathy between mankind and nature, for the seas are to roar and the rivers are to clap their hands, and the hills are to sing for joy. What God has done for us in Christ is the cause for total celebration. This is the joy that you vicars and pastors to be, will soon be sharing full-time with people. News really doesn't get any better than our text, but there's a small problem. How do we communicate this tremendous joy at the news of our salvation meaningfully to our world? Despite his frequent protestations to the contrary, Our world isn't really interested that much in good news. 
it is more interested and titulated by bad, tragic news. For instance, there was a recent review of some new books coming out on World War II, and these have to do with military action on the Eastern Front, with the Nazi invasion of Russia. We're told that the Russians kept better data and more detailed records of their war and their engagements than any other nation during that war. And the opening up of Russian society has now made much of that information available to scholars. And so the cause of kind of a rash of new books. But that new information reveals that supposedly 27 million Russian soldiers and civilians and almost 4 million German Wehrmacht were killed in that campaign of the Nazis in Russia. Just think of it, over five times the total of the tragic Holocaust. Then we are also told that new evaluations of Joseph Stalin now lead some to consider him one of the greatest military geniuses of the war. And in fact, one writer even goes so far to say that he was, should be considered the one who saved the world for democracy. Well, no doubt books will sell with that kind of information about death and suffering. The world likes such news. Even Eusebius in his church history gives us some gruesome facts about about how Christian martyrs met their end. But then he claims that he is going to spare the readers some of the most gruesome details. But still he recounts enough to to upset even a moderately sensitive stomach. Listen to any news program on radio or television or read any newspaper or news magazine, and most of what you hear or read is bad news. We constantly learn about about murders, rapes, embezzlement, war, natural calamities, drought, hunger, and health scourges. The media knows where the money is. That's what sells but try it in the church, and you will probably get a different reaction or response. One half of the thematic message of Holy Scripture is about sin and condemnation. The other half is about the good news of the gospel. But talk about God's judgment of the wicked, and people will tune you out. Preach a sermon maybe with a reasonably good balance of law and gospel, and people may come up to you afterwards and say, Pastor, you talk too much about how bad we are and not enough about the good news. In such a world where bad, tragic news sells more than good news, how do you communicate and get people interested in a text such as this? There's simply no better news in all the world than to learn about the marvelous things God has done, 
about the eternal salvation he has accomplished through the work of his Son on the cross, and about divine righteousness that he also shares and gives with us through our redemption, and also about the end of the world, how he is going to come in judgment and save the world for all eternity. The old bifurcated sin and grace message has been halved in our world. Take out the sin, we are told, and leave the grace. Take away the law and leave the gospel. But how can you have good news unless you start out with bad news? In his first lecture on this, on this psalm, Luther made this statement, But one cannot be saved there, namely in heavenly places, that is, there can be no salvation, unless first a condemnation and sickness of our own bad and ungodly salvation is brought about here. That, I think, is the solution to getting people excited about the text. Preach a proper balance of law and gospel. There is some good news and some bad news in our text. Granted, the bad news is maybe a little bit latent uh, behind the text, but I think it is there. Because why did God do marvelous things if there was no need for miracles? Or why did Jesus heal if there weren't physical maladies? Or why did God bring salvation if there wasn't a total lostness, not only on the part of mankind, but upon the part of all creation? And why does he judge the world if there isn't sin and corruption? The reason for all the joy is that God has brought a remedy for our world's condition in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. In commenting upon this text, Peter Chrysologus, the golden-worded one, the 5th century bishop of the church in Ravenna, asked the reason for the rejoicing of this song, and then he goes on and says, The awesome God later on chose the role of a very gentle shepherd. He assumed this character in order to act as a merciful shepherd and gather together like straggling sheep into one fold those wandering peoples, those straying nations, those tribes scattered far and wide. Yes, more he wanted to lead back to, to the use of milk and grass and restore those wild nations which were languishing after the prey of a carcass, the eating of flesh, the drinking of blood, and the fury of beast. Briefly, he desired to make them once more a truly humble sheep. And Luther again, in commenting upon this psalm, says, In a mystical sense, according to St. Augustine, the phrase, has saved for himself, means that whomever he saves, he saves for himself, for his honor and for his will, so that those who have now been saved should not live for themselves, 
but for him who died for them and saved them, according to the Apostle. That is what is going to be your ministry. It is what continues to be our ministry here in this place, leading humble sheep to rejoice in their gentle shepherd, leading God's people to live not for themselves, but for him who died for them. In doing that, you and we will be making a joyful noise to the Lord. May God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus.